If you're looking for something new to add to your menu, try a buffalo ribeye. This was recommended by TJ Switchikowski on with me today. TJ is the agricultural supervisor for the Oneida Nation farm. So he oversees the buffalo farm. He also oversees the Oneida Nation's 220 head of Angus beef cattle and 5,000 acres of cash crop. Currently, we run um, about 6,000 total acres. Of that 6,000 total acres, 700 acres of its pasture, about 250 for our buffalo and 550 for our beef cattle. Then we have about 5,300 acres of cash crop consisting of about 2,000 acres of corn, 2,000 acres of soybeans, and 1,000 acres of hay, and then about 300 acres of winter wheat. Yeah, I don't oversee the white corn or the apples. Why is this something that's important to the tribe? Yeah, yeah. So basically, as Oneida um, had lost their land multiple years ago due to the Dawes of Allotment Act um, with the taxation rules, then in the early 90s, they were able to open some casinos and um, become more financially stable and buy back parts of the reservation. As they bought back parts of the reservation, then Oneida was basically able to... um, have all this land or accumulate more land, whether it be open farm fields or woods or anything else. Um, So they had to figure out what to do with the farmland. So it was either run it themselves or rent it out or figure out a way. So at that point, they thought, why not run it ourselves? So that was when the previous farm manager, Patricia Cornelius, took over the farm in, I believe, like 94 or 92 it was. And they started running actually red Angus cattle at that time. And then they transitioned to um, black Angus in the late 90s. Is there a a story as to why they decided to do beef or why they decided to do buffalo? Um, With the beef, they wanted to have beef to obviously bring food back to the community. So they had beef cattle to basically bring food back to the people. And what they could do with it was basically supply different parts of the reservation and different parts of the community with Angus meat or meat in general, and then to be profitable and to be um, environmentally friendly with the grazing portion. And then the buffalo was more of of the sovereign immunity, what the buffalo represent to the Indian people and how they can work with the buffalo and how the buffalo have more of a spiritual value plus then the food value to the buffalo. This buffalo farm, it's pretty unique, right? How big is, is the buffalo operation? Um, so right now it consists of 230 acres. Um, there's approximately 65 breeding cows that we have, and then we have um, approximately 10 breeding bulls, and then the remainder of approximately 100 head are our young stock, which consists of calves all the way up to two- and three-year-old animals. That Once they're two to three years old, then we butcher them. Okay, so these are market animals. Do you raise them like you would beef? Nope. Everything um, is basically kind of done like they do out in the Wild West. Um, The buffalo are out in pasture through the grazing months of April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and then into November um, where they're fed and basically get grass where they're rotationally grazed. Um, From there, when our winter months come around, we supplement the buffalo, obviously, with hay, and then we also feed off free choice corn silage to them um, to basically increase their energy levels in the wintertime with the corn silage. We previously just fed them hay in the winter, and it didn't seem to give them enough energy. Um, So we introduced corn silage about 10 years ago to the buffalo, and they seem to do better and thrive better in the winter with a little bit extra energy with the corn silage. How many people does it take to run the show? 
Uh, right now, we have approximately six, including myself, full-time people um, that run the that run everything. And we do hire some custom work done on the cash crop side. But overall, we have six full-time people. Overall, on the buffalo, if we're making hay or putting up feed, it's you know three or four people. But on the day-to-day activities, it's one or two people can pretty much manage the whole buffalo herd and the beef herd. Do people within the tribe work there, or is that mostly you know out of tribe people? Yeah, um, it's it's both. So with Oneida's hiring process, anytime there's an open position, um, it's opened up for tribal members only for the first two weeks. And then after two weeks, if the position is not filled by a tribal member, then it opens up to all applicants. And that time, um, then any applicant can apply for any position. So um, in my case, being a non-tribal member, um, it was this position was opened up for tribal members. No tribal members applied. And then I had applied to it and got it as a non-tribal member. Same thing with all of our um, agricultural worker positions. So we have uh, one agricultural employee that's Oneida, and then we have four others that are non-Oneida. Do you guys do anything with the Oneida youth? So this year, or actually this year and last year, we didn't do any just because of COVID and everything. But otherwise, we do um, the sixth grade comes out every year and does a tour of the farm and basically does a day on the farm where they tour our beef, our buffalo. They go through some things with our vet, comes out and does a day, and then our agronomist comes out and does a day on the farm. Then likewise, we take them um, just about three miles away as a robotic dairy that we go to and show the youth that too. So we do a, basically a day on the farm um, with the sixth grade every year. Basically, to show the kids where their food comes from, what the farm is about, that the nation does have a farm and how the farm works, and uh, just kind of instill them what what and where food comes from, that it's not you don't just go to a grocery store and get a hamburger. You know, a hamburger comes from a farm, the farm has cattle, you know, so on and so forth, to kind of instill that, you know, farm to table and that's what we try to push here um you know with our beef and our buffalo and, you know that it's it's born here it's raised here and then it's sold here off the reservation and, and within the reservation for that matter yeah that kind of leads right into my next question because you said uh the farm is a lot about like giving food back to the community we sell some back depending on the entity and then we donate some so um right now we sell our beef and our buffalo to the Oneida school system so it goes to the Oneida school Likewise, we sell it to the Anna John Nursing Home, which Oneida has a nursing home, so it would go there. Likewise, we sell it to the Oneida Retail Store, in which they resell it. And then we also donate it to the Oneida Food Distribution and Food Pantry, and then those donations then they can give out to families in need. And how does this stay profitable? It has to stay profitable, yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to donate as much as we can, but as to still sustain, be sustainable and be profitable. So we, we don't donate, you know, it's not like we donate 90% of our herd. We probably donate, you know, 5 to 10% of it. So, so the rest of it can make up the difference on our sales, basically, is what it comes down to. Do you see a high demand for buffalo meat, like as a specialty meat, like at, through the retail store? It's, it's more expensive than beef. Um, there's definitely demand for it. I would say right now in our, we have a retail store here on our farm. Um, we see more demand for our beef than we do our buffalo. I think some of that's based on pricing. Um, obviously, it takes buffalo longer time to get finished, so you, you have more of an input cost in your buffalo. Therefore, you have to charge more for buffalo to get you know to be profitable with it. I've never tried buffalo. What, what does it taste like? Um, buffalo, to me, is going to taste like... A combination of venison and beef. It's not as gamey flavored as venison is, but it is a little bit more gamey flavored than beef. 
Likewise, it is more lean than beef. It's not as lean as venison, but it's it's a leaner meat that you really, when you cook it, you really have to be careful as it's easy to burn when you cook if you cook it at too hot or too high of a temperature. Okay, what's the best way to have it? Um, personally, I guess I like a ribeye steak on the grill, um, cooked medium. So usually I'll just throw a little salt and pepper on it and throw it on the grill five minutes, give or take on each side. So at, at 300. Do other Wisconsin native tribes have buffalo? The, um, Forest County, Potawatomi, um, up by Leona, they have a buffalo farm too. Um, I believe they're the only other tribal buffalo farm in Wisconsin at this time. So we've worked with them and their manager, David Cronauer. We worked with them on buffalo, whether we sold them buffalo or traded them bulls for breeding genetics. I worked with them in the past as far as, you know, just working with them, likewise bouncing ideas off of each other as far as, you know, herd management and off different things like that, feeding and scheduling and different things like that. So, yep, we worked with them, um, Forest County Potawatomies on that. And then also we work with um, the Intertribal Buffalo Council, the ITBC. They're a big part of ours. Um, we, we are able to receive some grants from them every year. Um, back in 96, when we first introduced Buffalo here on the Oneida Reservation, they were an integral part of that just to provide the Buffalo. Actually, we got the Buffalo free of charge from them. I think there was nine or 13 had that first year in 96. And then they also helped us with the fencing costs and some of the other infrastructure. So the ITBC has really been a big part and help with that on as far as financial and then knowledgeable and professional side. So there's a network on this. Yep, yep, exactly. So if, I mean, you looked up their website, the Intertribal Buffalo Council, I think it's itbcbuffalonation.org. If you look that up, there's, I don't know how many um, tribes within the United States that are tribal buffalo herds within the United States that, um, that they help and they work with and they offer summits and different learning activities every year and then likewise you know different things to help producers um last year we were able to receive three buffalo bulls from yellowstone national park that they had went out to the park and captured i think they captured about 60 of them total that were nuisance animals that kept leaving the park they captured them and then they um, went through the basically blood testing and yonis and everything else, BVD and brucellosis testing on them, make sure everything was clear on that, and then they could distribute those breeding buffalo bulls to other um, tribal nations amongst the U.S. So we were fortunate enough to get three of those last year. Wow, wow. And you mentioned earlier, TJ, that there's kind of a spiritual aspect as not being a tribal member, I really don't know the exacts about it, more or less to me as a non-tribal member looking in at it is, um, you know, the buffalo, the freedom of the buffalo, the wild animals of the buffalo. I'm taking that back to the Oneida people, you know, the, the heritage that they can tie in together. How much does a buffalo eat? On average, they're going to eat 2% of their body weight per day, um, which is going to be on a 1,000-pound animal. It's going to be 20 pounds of grass a day. Um, average buffalo at two years old will weigh about 1,000 pounds. Um, our breeding bulls will push 1,500 to 2,000 pounds, so they'll eat you know, 30, 40 pounds of dry matter per day. So how big is a, is a buffalo then? Is, is it 1,000 pounds? Yeah, our average size that we butcher them at at two to three years of age are 1,000 to 1,200 pounds. And then our breeding herd, like our breeding cows, are approximately 12 to 1,400 pounds. And then our breeding bulls are going to be about 14 to 1,700 pounds. Once in a while, we'll have one top at 2,000, but not too often. They'll usually be around 1,700, 1,800. How does that compare to your, you know, to the Black Angus? That sounds bigger to me than... 
Yeah, so obviously the bulls get bigger than the black Angus bulls. Your black Angus bulls, you know, as far as that goes, are going to top off 15, 1,600 pounds. They don't have the frame. The buffalo, as they get older, they'll get a bigger frame um, than the Angus will. But on the other side of it, on the feedlot side or the finished animal side, um, our beef cattle are going to finish out, you know, a little bit heavier than the buffalo. Our beef cattle are going to finish out 12 to 1,400 pounds, whereas our buffalo finish out at 1,000 to 1,200 pounds. The big thing with the buffalo is they don't, they don't gain as fast as a beef animal. They're going to take, you know, two to three years, 24 to 36, usually 24 to 30 months to be a finished weight and and be finished. Um, a beef animal, obviously, on a, a good TMR ration, which is what our beef cattle get, they're going to be finished in 12 to 16 months, maybe 18 months tops. You know, the average buffalo, unlike beef, you know, beef usually calve their first calf at two years of age. The average buffalo has their first calf of three years of age due to their slowed down growth rate. And then likewise, the average buffalo will live to be about 25 years old, depending on, you know, nature. But usually buffalo live much longer and are reproductive, you know, most of their life, their adult life, if they're reproductive. You can get a lot more calves per cow in their lifetime if everything goes well. Um, same with the beef animal. The buffalo have about a nine-month gestation period. Usually um, the bulls will breed them in the fall in August and September, and then they'll turn around and calve in April and May. So usually a spring calving herd is what, what they are naturally. So that's that's how we run it basically naturally. I don't know exactly how they come into heat if it's off the daylight or what, but they do come into heat, you know, more or less um, around the same time in August and September. And that is everything Buffalo from TJ Swichikowski, the agricultural supervisor at the United Nation Farm. I'll definitely have to try a buffalo ribeye on the grill. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.